Well, hello, teachers, and welcome to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. My name is Caitlin Mitchell, and I am your host. In today's episode, we are actually interviewing our friend, Tara, who is a student in our online professional development course called Writing Instruction, a Proven Approach. And Tara is a sixth grade teacher in Washington State who formerly taught elementary school writing. So she's in a very different um, realm this school year teaching sixth graders. So we're going to talk a little bit about her her journey from elementary school to middle school, what that's looked like for her as a writing teacher, and then also how our online professional development courses really helped her feel confident walking into her classroom every single day that she goes to teach writing with her students. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. There are some great takeaways, um, mindset shifts, and just ways that we can look at ourselves as writing teachers in a different light and in a different way. Just because we have come from maybe elementary school doesn't necessarily mean that we can't be just amazing writing teachers at a different grade level. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I just want to let you guys know about an amazing free live training we have coming up on December 29th. We actually have two other dates to choose from as well. That is called Four Proven Strategies for Teaching Writing Like a Pro. And in this free live training, we walk you through four specific strategies using the EBW approach. And attending this live training is honestly going to be the best thing that you could possibly do for your students all year long. So if you're struggling with teaching writing, you don't know where to start, or you feel like your students just aren't good writers, or maybe you feel like you aren't a good writing teacher, or your students are struggling to, you know, go deeper in their analysis as opposed to just writing summaries, or they're not making connections from the text into their analysis of the text, this training is really going to help you. And in addition to this training, we also put together a free pop-up Facebook group called the Rockstar Writing Teacher. We don't want the free live training to just be a one and done thing. We want to really be able to support you. And so that's why we've put together just this amazing experience with the live training and the Facebook group so that you can get the absolute most out of this experience. So to sign up for the free live training and then join us in the Facebook group, just go to ebacademics.com forward slash live training. Again, that's ebacademics.com forward slash live training. I'm so excited to see you guys on the live training and in the Facebook group. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast, where it's all things reading and writing all the time. Game-changing lessons and fresh ideas, along with a dose of inspiration, are shared to help make your teaching life just a bit easier. And now your host from the blog EB Academics, Caitlin Mitchell. All right, teachers. Well, I am here with Tara, who is one of the teachers who has been a part of our Writing Instruction, a Proven Approach course. Welcome, Tara. Hi. We're so excited to have you on the podcast with us. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for letting me have this opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, So before we start and kind of jump into the episode and start asking questions and getting to know what writing is like in your classroom, can you give us just a little bit of background information about you so the teachers listening can get to know who you are? Absolutely. So I have been teaching um, up until now 14 years as an elementary school teacher. And so I've been teaching third through fifth grade. And then um, this is my first year teaching sixth grade. And I have been, um, I kind of switched over from the elementary school to the middle school in our district um, and teaching strictly ELA now. 
Great. So that is kind of a big jump from elementary to sixth grade, right? Third, fourth, fifth grade is a little bit of a different ball game. Absolutely. It's really <laughs> fun having um, so many more kids that I get to be a part of um, their ELA instruction. So that's the best part. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that that's so much more fun. Um, I know I've taught just a fifth grade self-contained classroom where I had, you know, 35 kids, which was still a lot of students in and of itself. But I love teaching multiple groups of students in a certain grade level. I think that that's really fun. I do too. Um, okay, so we are going to be talking specifically about writing instruction. And so um, I'm interested to hear kind of about your story, about your journey as a writing teacher. And let's go kind of back to the beginning, especially because you're coming from elementary, starting in junior high. And I'd love to know what your writing curriculum or your writing instruction looked like prior to this school year, prior to taking writing instruction to prove and approach our online professional development course. Okay, so my classroom um, looked like a writer's workshop and I love teaching in that format. Um, I love having kids writing their own topics and really having that freestyle of getting them comfortable with writing um, and having their voice in it. So the classroom would really look like that. Um, I loved being able to do small groups and really just kind of work the room and help each kid on and conference with kids on their own pieces of writing. Um, we didn't necessarily have a um, set curriculum in our district that we followed, but we, we kind of created it as we went. And as teams in our district, we would create um, writing units. Um, but it really was um, freestyle in a way where um, kids had um, opportunities to really just get their ideas across in, a, um, in kind of a writer's workshop style. Okay, cool. So that leads me kind of into my next question of, did you kind of, um, I guess, isolate each of the units? Like, did you teach narrative writing for a certain part of the year, then maybe persuasive writing, or maybe it was opinion writing in the elementary grades? Is that kind of how you set it up throughout the school year? Yeah, we would. We would do um, a narrative unit, we would do an informational essay unit, and then we would do an opinion writing unit. Okay, so then when you were doing that um, in the elementary school classrooms, um, compared to what you're doing now, like how does that transfer? Are you still kind of doing the same thing with the narrative writing unit one part of the year, the persuasive writing another part of the year, et cetera? Yeah, so when I switched to this um, to the middle school, I, um, I came in in a unique situation where the sixth grade teachers all left. And so we were kind of creating from scratch um, units of study again. And so I'm kind of building it as I go along with the team here, but we're creating the same kind of thing where we're doing, we started the year with informational unit, um, an informational essay, and then we are moving into narrative unit next. Okay, cool. Um, so this kind of lays the foundation just so I can get an idea of, of how things are looking for you guys at your school. Um, when you were teaching in the elementary grades, and this will be kind of a background to before we go into talking about what your year looks like this year and, and how things are working for you and what you guys are doing, um, what were some of the biggest struggles that you faced as a writing teacher? What did you find yourself kind of running into and running up against? I think mostly just the structure because um, it was creating it. Um, creating little mini units based on struggles that I saw kids having. There wasn't necessarily a set um, system or structure for what to come next. It was more um, seeing where kids were at, what were they noticed, like what no I was noticing a bulk of kids needing and then working from there. And so they would struggle with, um, like with narrative, they would struggle with having like 
their stories would go on and on and on and not really have a point. Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, okay, let's backtrack and like do a lesson on figuring out that. So it was really that idea of um, what the kids were struggling with and not having necessarily a structured plan. Gotcha. So like a step-by-step, here's what to do this this time, here's what to do next, et cetera. Yeah. So that is definitely a struggle that a lot of teachers reach out to us with is not just having kind of, not that we need like a formula or like a formulaic approach, but it is helpful and ameliorating a lot of our stresses as teachers to have something to kind of fall back on. Like, okay, we can, we can go to this next or this uh, activity will address this specific issue that students are having in their writing or things that keep coming up, et cetera. So that is something that is really helpful to have. So I, I can see that that is a struggle that a lot of teachers have when it comes to teaching writing. Um, so then I would love to know, why did you decide to enroll in our online professional development course this summer? I know you joined in July, kind of right before school started. What was kind of like the impetus for you wanting to do that? What were you hoping to get out of it? And then we can talk about kind of what you've seen and how you've implemented it. So knowing that I was going to be switching um, job, switching jobs and switching positions at my district, I knew I was going to need um, more of a format and more um, something to go off of, something to start with, just to build my own confidence in starting with sixth graders. Knowing that I knew exactly where they were coming from and what their experiences had been at the elementary school, I still wanted to feel that confidence of knowing how to take them to that next level. And the school that I was at, like I said, we didn't have anything set that you had to use. It was more of um, professionally putting together what what you know is best practice. And so when I came across your um, your course, I, it was exactly what I needed to start the year off feeling confident going into the year, um, getting my kids ready to be great writers at middle school. That's great. And I love that you speak to your confidence because I think sometimes that's a lot of what teachers are looking for. Like they just want to feel like, They've got something to go off of that's ready to go that's going to make them step, make it easier for them to step into the classroom and just crush a lesson, like for lack of a better term. I feel like that's very California of me to say crush a lesson. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's true, you know, I, to have that confidence when you go into the classroom with your students, like it just makes a world of a difference in how you're able to show up as a teacher. Exactly. And I knew that I, I've been teaching for a while, but I didn't want to come across as being very elementary mm-hmm. and not knowing what to do when kids are more advanced and they're ready for the next step and knowing exactly how to move them forward into what they need to be prepared for next. I needed to be ahead of the game on what that looked like. And I needed to be able to say, um, not only this is what I know you've done prior, but here's where you're going and mm-hmm. I can get you there. And I mm-hmm. have the tools to, and the lessons ready for me to um, get you to that next place. That's great. So what has it been like for you to implement um, our course, what we call the type of writing for our listeners that might not be familiar is called evidence-based writing. And it's literary analysis writing. And the way that we teach it is it's not an isolated unit. You, you teach it throughout the year. So the way that I always did it when I was teaching middle school and high school even is I would teach literary analysis, evidence-based writing on a continuous basis with every unit we were always studying. But then I would also teach narrative writing at the beginning of the year and then incorporate narratives throughout the year and then work with informational text on a continuous basis. So I loved that setup of it wasn't these isolated and compartmentalized writing units, but to show students that this type of writing can be done all the time, right? It's not just here and we forget about it. You know, what we did in September by the time June arrives, 
it's a, a flow throughout the school year. So you say you were looking for confidence, you were looking for just the information that you needed to be ahead of the curve with your students, show them where they're going to the next level with their writing. What has evidence-based writing and this approach to teaching literary analysis done for you in your classroom and for your students? We started off the year in September just being able to jump right into citing text-based evidence. Like day one, we were looking at text, analyzing text, and being able to go right into uh, what does citing text evidence look like and how do we justify our answers. And I was so impressed with the organization and structure that their very first essays looked like because they were um, right from the very beginning being set up with success. So they were being set up with starting with a tag and starting with, um, we always need to have evidence and then we always need to justify it. So we just really got jumping right at the beginning of the year and now we're just gonna build on it all year long and make those even better. Yes, that's so great because, and that's exactly how I did it too when I taught, is we do it right at the beginning of the year, like a full, really intense teaching of it, right, of each of the components of an evidence-based writing essay. And then throughout the year, we were able to make fine tweaks and work on different things and finding the right evidence, not just any evidence, or, you know, composing stronger transition words and not just using to begin with every single time at the first body paragraph, because they had all of those foundational skills already set in place from the beginning of the school year. Um, so I think that's really cool to hear that your students were able to kind of get into it right away. Yeah, and I think it just set an expectation from the very beginning of the year that this is just how we do writing. Mm -hmm. This is how we do it, and this there's no um, there's no real question of is this the right way or not, or can I? Um, you know, they're coming in from different elementary um, schools and kind right. of combining at the middle school, uh -huh. and it's not like oh, this is how we did it last year. It's just like this is how we do it now, and everybody, and so it just gives everyone a structure to start with. So there's no, um, there's no um, feeling of. I don't get it. Yes. Because we all got it all at the same time. Yeah. I think that's so great. And that's really cool. I, I never taught sixth grade. So I taught freshmen and I had that same experience. They would all come from different eighth grade, eighth grade classrooms around the, the area. And so when they got to me at freshman year, they were all over the place. And I didn't have this framework back then. That was my first year teaching. And it would have been so nice to have been like, okay, just like you said, this is how we do it. And regardless of who you are or where you came from or what you know so far, like this is what we're all going to do together. And it really creates that kind of clean slate for all the kids at the beginning yeah. of the school year. So that's yeah. cool. I absolutely love that. And so as you're seeing your kids, you know, cite text evidence properly and, and really get into this type of writing, what does that do for you? Like, how does that make you feel as a teacher? Well, it makes me feel like they are um, they're diving deeper into the text and they're getting purpose out of it. So I do feel like it does give me that feeling of we're not just surface level here. We're like really digging in. And I, I like to see that from the kids and the way that they can talk to each other about it is really the best part of it. So there's a whole lot of discussion. So even when they're not writing, they're, mm -hmm. they're justifying their answers out loud. And so it's just great to see that kind of collaboration already happening. Yes. And I love that you brought that up about them talking, even though they're not writing anything, that they're able to discuss the evidence and justify the reasoning as they're speaking. Um, because that is something that we teach that evidence-based writing, yes, it's a writing framework for essay writing for literary responses. However, this idea of finding evidence, citing it from the text, justifying your reasoning, right? Having justification to support your claims 
is something that can be embedded into everything that you do throughout the school year. So your Socratic seminars, your small group discussion, students are always practicing this skill. And I love that because it's such a huge part of the Common Core State Standards for ELI. And so even if you don't use the Common Core State Standards for ELI, a lot of the other standards for other states are similar in that regard, that they're asking students to make claims, to find evidence, to support their reasoning, et cetera. Um, so I love that you kind of sprinkle that information in there because I think that's important for people to hear. Okay, so let's move on kind of to the last questions here, and then um, I'll ask you those five quick fire questions at the end. So can you give me um, a specific example of something that you learned in our online course and how it's made a difference in your teaching and your students' learning? So I know you talked about evidence, but can you give me like a more specific example, something that's like very concrete that our listeners could maybe walk away with from today's episode? Well, one that has recently been a huge success in my class has been with the mic drop sentence. Um, I feel like that lesson in particular has really stuck with my kids. It's that last sentence of their essay where oftentimes in the past we would see just that they would end abruptly mm -hmm. or they would say thank you for reading this <laughs> yes. or not really know how to end their writing. Um, they have really taken off with that idea of leaving the reader with that awesome last sentence that last sentence that really clears it up it like leaves the reader with something to you know do like a call of action but that last mic drop sentence and even just calling it that mm -hmm. is powerful in my classroom so they really enjoy that um and so i just want to that's just one example but there's just been so many times where i have been able to reach into um go back into the course and find something that I could use the very next day for something I'm noticing that I need to address or go into the Facebook community group and ask a question and be able to get an idea so I could address it immediately with my class. So mm -hmm. it's just been really powerful to have that resource for me. That makes me so happy. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, Cause that really is our goal. You know, with everything that we do has always been about how do we help more teachers teach writing in this way? Because it just works so well. And to hear you say that you go back to the course to find something that, you know, you're looking for that you're noticing with your students and to be able to implement it the next day or to ask from our community for advice for something. I mean, that is everything that we've sought to do and sought to create through this community and through this online course. So I really appreciate you saying that and that it's doing exactly what we hoped for for you. Awesome. <laughs> um, so before I do the five quick fire questions at the very end, do you have any like last minute things that you want to say or share or anything we didn't cover um, that's coming up for you? I just want to say thank you again because you have been just a wealth of um, knowledge and and having your resources has made me feel like I have somewhere to turn to when I am just kind of figuring this out and learning it. Um, I just know it's going to make this year so great. So thank you. Well, thank you, Tara. You're welcome. <laughs> we love doing it. So thank you so much for being a part of our community and for saying that. Okay, we're going to do the fun questions now. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. So really fast, first thing that comes to your mind. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? I want to take my kids to New York City. Ooh. So me and my husband have been there, but I want to go experience it one more time with my, my own children. Yes. That sounds like fun. I can't, I was telling my husband this the other day. I'm so excited for my son to be old or son, our son. He's not just mine. <laughs> although I did give birth to him um, for us to be able to travel when he's just a little bit older to take him different places. Cause I just think it's so neat to expose them to all different cultures and different parts of our world. So that's neat. I love that you said that. 
what is your favorite month of the year? Um, I'm going to say September. And as a teacher, usually it's not everybody's <laughs> favorite, but I like the newness mm -hmm. and the, uh, the fresh start that September brings to, um, especially teachers, but also to kids. Like it just seems like it's more of a new year feeling yeah. than January is to me is that feeling of a fresh start in September. Oh, totally. I could not agree more. I think that's great. What is your favorite lunch item? Ooh, um, I'm a salad girl, so <laughs> I, um, I know it's boring, but I, I have salad for lunch almost every day. <laughs> Is there any particular salad that you like over others? Like, do you add avocado in there every time? I take a bag salad and just add as many extra fresh veggies to it as possible. <laughs> it's super simple. That's very healthy. That's very like West Coast, you know, Washington <laughs> state for you to say. You would fit in right here where I live in California. Yeah. Um, what was the last book that you read? The last book that I read, um, well, I'm going to tell you, I just, I've been reading kid books with my class mm -hmm. because I want to read books that they enjoy. So this is not a book I would normally read, but I read, um, it's a graphic novel, The Last Kids on Earth, because a bunch of my boys in my class wanted me to read it. So I read it with them to show them that I could read books that are out of my comfort zone too. <laughs> I love that. Did you enjoy it? It was okay. It was okay. <laughs> Don't tell them that though. Right. <laughs> Okay, last question. If you weren't a teacher, what would you do? Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so me and my husband have a dream of owning our own restaurant Ooh. and um, together just having a, a like a cafe style restaurant that we want to own together. I'm sure we will one day when we're retired. Mm -hmm, that's fine. <laughs> do you have like a specific type of food or like a, American eclectic or what are you thinking? We have, um, we have for years just thrown out a variety of random ideas, but our last recent one was it's going to be a breakfast kind of cafe. Um, and it's going to be like, what were we going to call it? The, um, oh, Oh, I forget. But yeah, so I don't know. We'll see what comes up. I'm sure I'm sure one day we'll invite you over to come to our restaurant. Yes, I was going to say, keep me posted. Okay. I'll take my husband and my son up there and we will come eat and enjoy it. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much, Tara, for joining me on the podcast today. It was so nice to virtually meet you and spend some time with you and getting to know you. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Such a fun episode with Tara. I had a wonderful time talking to her. I hope that you guys had some great takeaways, things that you can maybe implement in your classroom, talking about tag, talking about the mic drop sentence, and just really how this framework, evidence-based writing, has given Tara the confidence to walk into her classroom every day knowing that she's going to take it to the next level for her students, that she knows exactly what to do for them and how to help them improve and take their writing to the next level. So again, I would love to invite you into our free live training called Four Proven Strategies for Teaching Writing Like a Pro, and then also our Facebook group, The Rockstar Writing Teacher, where we will be working together, helping you really create a strong writing program at your school in conjunction with our live training. So again, we don't want it to just be one live training and then we never see you again. We've created the Facebook group to really support you and build a strong foundation for you as you move into the new year. And I love that we're doing this right now because what better way to kick off a new year 2023 
2020 with your kids of really helping them build successful and strong writing skills in themselves, right? That's such a powerful thing. And I love that this community that we've created is impacting education in such a profound way. So we really want you to come be a part of that with us. So to sign up for the free live training and then get the link to join us in the Facebook group, go to ebacademics.com forward slash live training. Again, that's ebacademics.com forward slash live training. I really hope you enjoyed this Thursday bonus episode. This was our final interview and kind of our series of interviews with teachers who have gone through our evidence-based writing approach course called Writing Instruction, a proven approach. And we will be back to our regularly scheduled podcast episodes next week on Tuesday. I cannot wait to share with you what we have planned. I'll see you guys inside the Facebook group and at the live training. Have a good one.